Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Welcome to the Roundtable, everybody. You're listening to us on the Broadway Podcast Network or watching us right here on the Roundtable on YouTube. I'm so excited. I just had the chance to see Spamalot. I just saw Alex Brightman yesterday. We've had Nick Walker on the show. We've had James Monroe Englehart on the show. And I went to see the show and I'm like, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy is a good Jersey Italian boy like me. I know it. I know he is. Jimmy Smogula is here. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I still can't say it, Jimmy. No, you said it right. Smogula. You said it right. You got it. My mother's maiden name is Demeglio. So, you know, I've got it in me, Jimmy. We're probably related somehow. Where did did you grow up? Where in Jersey? Richville Park. Oh, okay. Lindhurst. And right, literally make a left at the Medieval Times and you find Jimmy. That's it. If you watch The Sopranos, that was my childhood. Do you know what's funny is that... I used to say there's an episode where Tony Soprano's kids Google the father and find out that the father is in the mob. And I went home and Googled my father because I was like, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I recently did that and found out some things about some people I went to high school with. But we'll leave it there because I I don't want to get into I'm just a Broadway performer. I don't want to get into any kind of trouble with anyone. You know, as my mom would tell me when I was growing up, there's no such thing as the mafia. I'm going to go with that. I'm going to tell people there's no such thing. I also agree, Jimmy. I I don't want to end up in the marshes. We don't want any trouble. I love everybody. I live close enough to little Italy that I don't want any trouble with anybody. I'm happy to be alive. I'm proud to be an Italian-American. Very proud. Same. And uh, that's where we'll leave that. Well, I love this story. You know, while we're talking, <laughs> you know, I was on The Sopranos. I played a gay basher on The Sopranos. I sure know. I found Vito in the gay bar. Spoiler alert! If you haven't, you were, you were Sal. I was Sal Iacuso. It was a very small scene. I probably had four or five, maybe six lines, but it was the first time I had ever auditioned for The Sopranos. And the scene wound up being on entertainment uh, or access Hollywood and extra and all these, because it was a pivotal scene. It kind of changed the course of one of the characters entire arc. So um, it was a great scene. And like, I don't think there's anything my, my Jersey Italian parents are more proud of, you know, eight Broadway shows, 35, all the movies. and, And it's the Sopranos. It's six lines on the Sopranos that will live in their hearts forever. Well, Jimmy, when you Google you, I mean, the screenshots come up, the stories come up. I mean, The Sopranos is yeah. eight shows a week means nothing than that day nothing. of shooting. It only means something to my body, my back, my hips, my feet, my neck. I, that but, I understand. Yeah, too. Well, I'm going to ask. I'm going to definitely ask you about about the physicality of the show and what it's like to work together as a team because you all are doing a dance eight shows a week on stage together. Yeah. But you you come from you you played about sixty five instruments in in growing up. <clears throat> this is true. I play four instruments. Yes, yes. I was always, 
You know, I grew up in Lindhurst, New Jersey, which was a town that was very focused on athletics, on football. And so uh, I was so lucky to have teachers that supported me, um, this little kid who wanted to sing and dance and play instruments. And I got to conduct the choir and conduct the band. And so I was lucky if it wasn't for those teachers, I don't know that this would have ended, you know, or, or, or become, no, it's not ending. But um, I, don't, I don't have any horrible announcement to make. We're just beginning. But I mean, I don't know that, that the journey would have been the same for me as it's, as it's been. I mean, it's very important for young people to have people that say, hey, it's okay you play the piano. In fact, it's awesome that you play the piano. Why don't you write me a song? You know, I remember my second grade music teacher saying, write me a song. Go home and write me a song. Play, bring it in next week. And I wrote her a little song. You know, so to have those... Uh, People in your life when you're a little kid is so, so important. I mean, teachers are just our heroes. They're our heroes. Well, I'm coming to you from the fifth grade classroom in North Bergen, New Jersey, where I where I keep my day job. Oh, amazing. I didn't know that. You know, so well, there you go. You're one of them. So I appreciate that sentiment a lot. I'm yeah. very lucky that I get to pay my bills and get my health insurance and pension and then get to talk to amazing people like you yes. and keep the artist inside of me alive as yes. well. Yes. Um, and while we're talking, make sure you get your tickets to go see Spamalotthemusical.com. Go to Spamalotthemusical.com and follow Jimmy on Instagram. It's his name. So just yes. find him. Jimmy Smogula. Jimmy Smogula. Jimmy Smogula from New Jersey. I love it. Perfect. So you you go from you get your you go to NYU like a fancy person. And let me tell you something, we had no money. So that's another miracle from the universe. Our, our friends and family pitched in. It was like crowdfunding before the internet. You know, it was, uh, I mean, student loans and because we had no money. I mean, NYU at the time I went cost 26000 a year. That was about, that was more than half of what my parents made when I grew up together. So, uh, and I have a brother, you know, and things, you know, there were other people to feed and, and clothe and, and give things to. So that was a big sacrifice. I think about that often that my blue collar parents sacrifice so much to let their kid go to NYU and get a degree in acting is insane. I, I went to school for musical theater. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm so lucky. I'm so, so, so lucky. So many things went right for me early on. And um, thank God, it, I, I guess it worked out. It sure did. It, it sure did. Uh, while we're talking, I mean, I could sit here and we could go through the list of, of shows starting at Paper Mill Playhouse all the way to Broadway and et cetera. So, you know, the, the journey really can, continues and will and keeps on going and the movies and the TV shows and everything. Yeah. But you, how did Spamalot come to your life? Was it, a, was it an audition? Was it through a director? How did it happen? I came to Spamalot because I had done The Music Man and Guys and Dolls at the Kennedy Center and become friendly and friends with our executive producer, Jeffrey Finn. And originally, the Kennedy Center was going to do Kiss of the Spider Woman in this spot. And so I said, oh, great. I love Kiss of the Spider Woman. There's really nothing for me in there. Um, uh, wonderful show. And then at the kind of the last minute, I saw on some website, you know, the Kennedy Center announces Spamalot. And it had, you know, Alex Brightman. And blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, wait a minute. I could be in Spamalot. In fact, I was cast in Spamalot in Las Vegas back in 2006 at the Luxor Hotel. Yes. And casino. 
but uh, I actually got the job and they rescinded the offer because they couldn't find costumes that were my size at the time. And it was going to be a limited replacement, like three months, and they didn't want to spend the 12 grand or whatever it was to build costumes. So I was actually cast in the very same role that I play now all those years ago and never got to do it. So when I saw the Kennedy Center was doing Spamlet, I just texted Jeffrey and said, hey, I could totally do this. I love work. I love working at the Kennedy Center. It's the most fun you can have. And I'd love to do it. And he worked his magic and I got to do it. I knew that Jeffrey really wanted a show to come to Broadway. In fact, I thought Guys and Dolls was going to come to Broadway because it was so incredibly well-received and we had such an incredible cast and such a great time. But London already had the rights for Guys and Dolls. So I knew he was really, really trying very hard to get something to move from the Kennedy Center. So my, my strategy was... You know, my business strategy was get attached to as many shows at the Kennedy Center as possible because one of them eventually is going to go and you don't want to not be in it. And this one, I know, and it actually was this one. I didn't know that at the time. Of course, we didn't know that even after we opened at the Kennedy Center. There were rumblings and we got great reviews and everybody seemed to like it and the audience was going crazy and the performances were incredible as they still are now eight times a week on Broadway. But I don't know if the show's going to go to Broadway. And uh, it worked out. It it <coughs> sure did. And it, it worked out. And it's playing right right now. I mean, Spamalot is back on Broadway. And it is so clever and funny. I remember seeing it, the original production on Broadway, which was yeah. brilliant. And you guys have just taken that and modernized it and played with it and tinkered with it and made it even more funny. I worry about you, Jimmy, because you're falling down. You're no. rolling around. No. Yes, I am. But don't worry. I have. A, I just came from physical therapy. I have a lot of people holding me up uh, every week, uh, and 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 trying to fix my. You know, it's funny because this is my eighth Broadway show. I have injuries from every show. My hip hurts from uh, going on the elephant in Phantom. My neck and shoulder hurt because I hurt them in Bilia. I have. I have an injury for every show I've ever done. So it is. And, and I just said to somebody last night, another one of the principal, like, does your body hurt? Or not last night, uh, last week. Does your body hurt? He said, yeah. He said, well, of course, this hurts on my feet, my ankles, on my knees. And I did this show and this hurt. So we're all up there go doing one show at a time. That's you it. can just do one show at a time. How do I feel now? It's four o'clock. It's Tuesday. I have a show tonight. I feel well enough to do the show tonight. Tomorrow is a different story. But I just go one one show at a time. And tonight my body feels rested. And, you know, the day off is very important. You can't go and run a marathon on the day off. You can't go and, you know, I haven't really been to the gym in a very long time. And going to the gym is something I actually enjoy doing. But I need to rest my body when I'm not doing eight shows a week, particularly being 48 years old. I haven't done a Broadway show in 12 years. I did wow. Billy Elliot and then I moved to LA and I've been doing film and television mostly for the last 12 years. I did the national tour of Les Mis. I did a couple shows at the Kennedy center, like I said, but I haven't been, I haven't wanted to do a Broadway show in 12 years. So coming back, 
there was some apprehension going like, am I going to be able to do eight shows a week? Am I going to like doing eight shows a week? Mentally, am I going to be able to do eight shows a week? Because as you know, it's the same thing. You know, my job is to give an opening night performance every show. That's our job. So that is challenging, but it's also very fun. And in this particular show, we get to improvise so much. The audience is really another character in the show. They feed us so much during the show. Um, and the show goes by so quickly because it's this big, beautiful comedy. The audience is having the greatest time. We're having the greatest time. We get to make each other laugh on stage. So all of those things combined I, I really help me at my age and my injuries get through eight shows a week. Well, I was there a couple of weeks ago. We had the best time. I, I'm not trying to spoil the show for anyone who's going to go now and buy their tickets, but when you go, I am sure there is a different show every night. Cause there are it moments. Is. It is different. <laughs> it is different every night. It really is. And that's, what's fun. And we have people that come five, six, seven, 10, 12 times. You know, we, I meet them outside when I go out and uh, to the stage door and meet the people after. And, oh my God, it's my 10th time. I can't wait. I'm coming back again next week. And I sat in, tonight I sat in the mezzanine and it was, you know, so different. And this person said this tonight. And did it, it's, it's great to have the freedom to be able to do that on stage and to really, every night is um, unexpected. But that well, makes theater alive. That makes film and TV alive. Yes. You know, if something's over rehearsed, you're not able to catch those magic moments of real life, which yes. is what we're all looking for. Even in a show like Spamalot that is so big and broad, you want to have those moments of real life. You want to see the actors tickle each other. It's so fun because then it's an experience that only you sitting in the seat can have. It's not, you're not looking at a bunch of robots doing the same thing every day. You're looking at living breathing actors who have strengths and weaknesses and faults and, you know, uh, and it's a beautiful, that, that's what makes the theater so beautiful. And that's what makes this theater so interesting. And uh, that's why people, I think, want to go to see theater rather than go to a movie. You know, you could watch Napoleon. I just saw Napoleon. That's a wonderful movie. You could watch Napoleon a thousand times. You're going to see the same, you might see different in intricacies in the performances, particularly when you have an actor like Joaquin Phoenix, but right. it's the same movie. Nothing's different. When you come to the St. James Theater, you're seeing a different show and a, a show that is alive, that is its own entity, its own living, breathing. Every single show should be like that. Well, especially when you have a cast like you, Jimmy, and you put Nick and you put James and you yeah. put... Uh, Jonathan Bennett, and you put Alex Brightman, who Leslie I... Kritzer too. My Leslie. God, Leslie Kritzer is blowing the roof <laughs> off of that theater. Eight. I don't know how she's doing eight shows a week. I mean, I, you know, I'm old and uh, I'm uh, injured, but I'm I, I don't have to do what she what it, the demands of her role are so incredible, and I'm telling you, every night she kills it. She that. killed and Alex and James and Nick and Jonathan and and Chris, all everybody really. But man, the performances are just uh, they're incredible, and I stand in awe on stage most of the show 
every night uh, with my at my colleagues going, I can't, I just, I'm, I'm so lucky to be able to work with them. I'm so lucky to see them uh, work every night. It's a joy. Well, and you said it there, there, you all are an all-star team. Leslie's vocals and comedic performance are off. She's giving every pop diva a run for their money. Oh my God. She's the greatest. And she's another Jersey person, just like us. She's like my Jersey sister, you know, and I'll tell you, we're all so close. Ethan Slater too. My God, we didn't even mention Ethan Slater. Ethan Slater is incredible. What he's doing eight shows a week physically, he just gave himself a black eye because he fell the wrong way. I mean, what he's throwing his body around the stage, he's incredible. And to my uh, the point I was going to make before I remembered about how brilliant Ethan is, we all love each other. We are really like a family. And that goes for the ensemble. The ensemble is in, uh, incredible. What they're, they're dancing on tables. They're tap dancing. They're flipping around. It's wild. The incredible orchestra that we have, the crew, the wardrobe, there are so many people that make a Broadway show work, front of house, security. We're all one big family, and we're all rooting for each other every single night. And it's so special. It's so wonderful. It's so magical. And, you know, I'm so happy to be back on Broadway after so long. I feel like I've been welcomed back with open arms and I see people that go like, it's like, it's Jimmy Smigola. It's been 12 years. Oh my God. How have you, where have you been? What, you know, what happened? Cause I was around all the time. And then suddenly I, I wasn't, I didn't have a goodbye party. I just kind of floated away. Well, so it's been beautiful to be back. It's really been beautiful. And it's the best community in, in the world. It's the best community in the world. Well, we're so excited to see you. It's a performance. Listen, there's so much heaviness in the world. There's so much heaviness, and and heavy theater is wonderful, and and yeah. and drama and dark and dramatic. But sometimes we just need a Saturday night, a good bowl of pasta, yes. a drink, and a seat at the St. James, and come see your Listen, show. Listen, if you want to laugh and have a great time, come see Spamalot. You can leave your troubles at the door. You can just sit there and enjoy. There we are. Look how adorable we are. You can just come and sit and laugh and have a silly, silly time. It's just silly and fun. And you'll feel better after the show. You really will. You'll feel lighter and happier and better after the show. That's our hope anyway. I did. I sure did. Jimmy, you're going to march this show through Tony season. You're going to march this show with million dollar plus grosses people jamming in the theater. So get your tickets and you're, you're going to, now you're back. So are we going to steal you? Is New York stealing you? What are I hope so. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I just, I'll tell you a funny story. I just did uh, blue bloods last week after 13 auditions over 11 years it was like a personal victory for me to book the show. Finally, I've auditioned for every kind of character, every kind of role with scenes on every person on the Tom Selleck and Donnie Wahlberg. And I finally got to work on the show last week. So that's coming up for me, which is really exciting. That's the seventh episode of this last season, season 14 of blue bloods. Um, and I'd be happy to stay and do Broadway show after Broadway show again. I love it here. And I love the city. New York is my favorite city in the world. It drives me crazy. Like it drives all of us crazy. 
but it is my favorite city in the world. It is the greatest city in the entire world. And I'm having a uh, just just a blast. And I just feel so grateful and so happy and so lucky to be able to do something that I dreamed about doing since I was eight years old. It's wild. It's crazy. That's what I I think when I when I read your story and, and, and when I saw the show, I think that what touches me is, you know, when I see people that are a, a hop, skip and a jump away from where I grew up. And I know the story of the working class, blue collar, you know, Italian family from Jersey, yeah. you know, a dad that goes to work every day and works hard and a mom that keeps it all. Yeah. Uh, to see you up there, I'm sure it must be it, the, the well, most beautiful journey. They've seen eight Broadway shows and I've been in them all. I have said to them, do you want to go see Wicked? Do you want to go see A Beautiful Noise? No, no, they're not interested. They only want to see. And they came to spam a lot. And it was just so... It's such a gift to be able to have them so close because they're older, you know, yeah. they're older now. And uh, it's such a gift to be able to have them so close, to be able to get them here, to see shows and meet the people that I work with and see what I do. And um, I don't know, boy, the more I talk, the luckier I feel, the more grateful I feel, really. Well, I can't wait to uh, go see it. I'm going to go see it again because um. Michael Yuri has been here, and now Michael's gone, and Jonathan is there. Yes, Jonathan's wonderful. They're both just so wonderful. So I gotta, you gotta keep going. Go back and Come see on. it. Come on. I want to see the ad libs. I want to see the 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 yeah. movie lines. I want to see the whole shebang. Monty Python Spamalot is now playing. You can get your tickets. You better get them because they go Spamalotthemusical.com is where you can go to grab them. You can follow Jimmy right on Instagram to see where where is he going to be next. When and I'll tell you. This past week, we did five sold-out shows. We did Friday, two Saturday, two Sunday. Sold out, completely standing room only. It's in, a joy. It's a joy. February. In, in February. the dead of winter. So I know. We're very lucky. We're very lucky. And um, we're ready to just keep on going. We're having a blast. That's it. And I'll, I'll meet you at the Whiskey Cafe. I don't even know if these things are still open in Lynnhurst. No, what that is. The oh, Whiskey well, it's Cafe. closed. They meet us at the pastry shop. The pay Oh, I know Come that. The Lynnhurst pastry shop. It's only place <laughs> to go for medieval times. I know. Jimmy, congratulations. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for being here. Thank you. Thanks. You know, I love this cute little show. This cute little messy show. And I love you so much for watching and being here. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting. Oh, even the unprofessionalists like my dog jumping off the, the recording booth seat. Listen, do you love theater like me? Are you in Jersey like me and Jimmy? Well, March 8th, don't miss Kristen Chenoweth. That's right, Kristen Chenoweth, star of Wicked, star of everything, star of the world. Kristen Chenoweth will be at the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark, so make sure you get your tickets. Go to www.njpack.org. Grab your tickets today. I hope you join us every single day. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. We have such great shows. We have Jimbo coming up. We have Joaquel Spivy from Mean Girls and Strange Loop. We have Rupert Holmes of I Do You Like Pina Coladas. And we have a new show every single day right here on the Broadway Podcast Network. The best is yet to come. Thanks for being here, and I'll see you again next time.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.